Hello and welcome to the Adventure Game Club podcast. Uh, this month we are talking about The Forgotten City by Modern Storytellers, released last year. Uh, I'm your host, Michael, and with me today are Martine. Solve, friend. <laughs> and uh, Florian. I, you know, I had the same joke planned, but no, it's too late. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so this was a game that we played back in September, uh, and yeah, it was released last year. It's a it's a first person adventure game. Um, trying to figure out how do you describe the gameplay. I guess it's first person adventure game where you're trapped in a city. You're trying to solve a mystery, ancient Roman city, trying to solve a mystery, and the core gimmick i guess not in a derogative way but um is that you're on a time loop mm-hmm. i guess is that how you describe it yeah um, the T- time loops done right yeah. i think for that doesn't happen too often that games with time loops actually make a lot of sense but this game actually does for sure and also the roman setting makes sense uh i i I struggled to come up with a lot of adventure games or even video games in general set in Roman times. So, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I can't think of any, really. No. I think Caesar series. Yeah, a city building mm-hmm. game, yeah. But, but like, I can't think of many that are just like adventure games. Yeah. As far as I know. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty unique setting. I guess it, to back up a little bit, the plot of the game is that you're you wake up it's modern day it's set in modern times and you wake up on a beach i think or on the side of a river river. yeah river the side of a river and uh uh, a woman wakes you up and lets you know that your i think your friend went inside or that your friend no her friend needs help It's, it's not entirely clear i think it's a bit um intentionally vague yeah but it's it's some other person and you don't know them and you, you just you just don't really know what's going on yeah which is also the point i think she assumed it's your friend but you you don't know him she doesn't know him yeah right and so you go inside this temple and by exploring it you kind of go through this portal that sends you back to Roman times or it's you you're going through these ruins and the, mm-hmm. that portal takes you back to when it was a living city in Roman times yeah and and before the game starts even you can choose um a, a backstory a class a type of character uh like you can you can choose if you are an archaeologist or I don't know some kind of soldier or something or it gives yeah. you different perks. Yeah. What did people end up picking for that? Because I always did the I did the archaeologist because it sounded the most interesting. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what other people. I don't even recall. There's one I, where you could like start with a gun, which is very yeah, interesting. Yeah, definitely. I think one is far <clears throat> allows you to run faster and have more health or something like that. I don't okay. remember what it's called, but I don't know. Athlete or something. Uh, and, and there's a soldier one, which gives you a gun, which is also very interesting with a limited number of bullets. Because mm-hmm. obviously in Roman times, you can't, you know, <laughs> restock. <laughs> so, but uh, having a gun in, in Roman times, <laughs> definitely quite interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I didn't even realize that those picks that you make actually give you perks or anything. I mean... Um, this this character you meet at the beginning just asks, yeah, what's your background story? And you pick it. And I thought, well, well fine. That's it. <laughs> so mm, I only no, noticed no, on my be- second um, started playthrough that suddenly I had different dialogue options. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you choose the archaeologist mm-hmm. one, which is also the one I picked, and I feel it's sort of the, well, not the default or the intended one, but, but definitely... I don't know, the one that makes sense. And the game kind of tells you this one makes sense because, you know, the game is set in in ancient times. So if you know something about it, I think it says like you can read some of the in-game texts or something like things written on walls and stuff like that, like signs. Oh, that makes sense. And you can't read them otherwise. So I think now that you mentioned it, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. and, And I think if you're new to the game, this is a very attractive option because, well, you don't know anything and, uh, I don't know, an option that gives you more information, that's just, yeah, that makes sense. You want that, don't you? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And so. Think, yeah. Yeah, it's, there, it's really interesting uh, that you're given choices like that at the beginning. Um, and then once you get to Roman City, I, you find out that there's something in place called the golden rule where you, any, I don't think they know. I'm trying to remember. They don't know what happens when the rule is violated other than something very bad will happen. Well, I think they, they know. I think they say yeah, they know they'll all they, die. Yeah. Well, the, yes, yes. The, the, but I, I guess without, they, I guess they don't know what, what way they're going to die. Is that, oh, is that right. by the beginning? I, I meant like, I don't, I don't think it's a spoiler. Do, do that, some, you know, don't some the people statue. know? Yeah, because the city's full of statues. And I don't know. I think people know these statues are people who have violated the golden rule. That's what I felt anyway, but maybe. Okay. I don't know how much. I think every character has a different understanding, mm-hmm. to be honest. So, yeah. So maybe to explain so, the golden rule. It, um, it just says whatever, whenever you um, commit any kind of crime, the entire city is going to be punished by death. Yeah. Yes. By turning and them into gold. <laughs> yeah, by turning them to, into golden statues, and and the whole city is full of golden statues. Mm-hmm. So it's kind yeah. of, and also the golden statues are sort of alive. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Which. I didn't even notice on my first playthrough. <laughs> it's really obvious now. Now that I know it, it's, oh, I don't know how it's I so, could have missed it's it. It's so I, creepy and you didn't notice it. I mean... I just ran past them. I'm not... I don't know. I, I just, noticed... Oh. I only I just, noticed because yeah. it made that... Uh, like, it makes this, like, grinding mm-hmm. noise when they turn to look at you. 
Mm-hmm. And that's when I know that's how I noticed it. Yeah. I kept hearing the sound effect whenever I walked by them. Exactly. I think, I think that my problem was that I had the volume down too low and I could just make out the, the dialogues, but not much else. And yeah, this way I just missed it because I thought, ah, it's an adventure game, you know. <laughs> It's, it's there's nothing going on. It's so creepy when you when you don't realize and you look at those statues and each time they they look directly at you and it's just like whoa. Hmm. Yeah, that's the thing they do. They they change. Well, they just look at you. So they, you think they're just statues, and I thought they were just statues when I was playing it. But turns out they're sort of aware and they look at you. And if you, yeah, it's I don't know. They change position. In order to look at you behind your back, uh. yeah, uh, exactly. They only move when you're not looking. It's a bit like, um, um, like the weeping angels from Doctor Who. If listeners know mm-hmm. them, <laughs> it's like super creepy stuff. Once you get to the city and the rules explained to you, there's various storylines in place uh, where the game's timed, uh, and so like. Eventually, if you do nothing, someone somewhere violates the rule and it causes uh, the time loop to kick in where someone knows to run over, start the port, like open up this portal so you can jump through and be returned to the beginning of this time loop to figure out what's going on, who set up this golden rule, who's violating it. There's all these Mm -hmm. different mysteries and storylines yeah i think that's your first quest or that's the first like if you just go along with what everyone is telling you and you just go where you're told to go then uh you're you're sent to the um, what's his name or like what's his role he's like the mayor but he's not called the mayor he's called the yeah magistrate magistrate that's right yeah so and i think he just basically gives you the quest to figure out uh who who is breaking the rule right yeah. or who is going to yeah he gives yeah. you some leads and he kind of gives an overview of the city because it's a really small city and there's what like two dozen people walking around mm-hmm. something like yeah, that roughly. um like it describes there's an upcoming election where someone wants to remove the restrictions regarding the golden rule and make things a, a lot more open. Um, so that's one of the possible triggers. And then, yeah, just other events like his daughter missing. Um, yeah. There's a lot going on yeah. in this really small... It's, yeah, it. I don't know. It does feel larger than it is, maybe. I mean, you can explore for a while. Um, it's not just like one square or something. It's like different areas yeah. and there's caves and it takes a so. takes a couple minutes to walk from one end to the other yeah um, yeah and all the characters oh, no go ahead oh all the characters have timers or not timer like schedules too mm. so they're all kind of doing their own thing or some are just kind of stand around but a lot of them do walk around and have their own goals over the course of the day mm. so you know, it, it makes it feel more like a real place. Yeah. And this is also where it really shows the Skyrim roots. Because the game started as a as a Skyrim mod, didn't it? 
Yeah, so that man, that was so that was back in 2015 is when the mod came out. Mm-hmm. A- apparently, it was a huge success. It was just like downloaded a lot, and then so the developer wanted to do a standalone game. Um, that took forever to make. I apparently like ended up being a much much larger project hmm. than he expected. Um, so he and I don't know if you watched or did research about the making of this game, but it ended up being this project that took four and a half years to make into a standalone game. Um, and he was work the main developer was working 80 hours a week. Pretty much this entire time. Yeah. That's um, no. And my understanding is just that because since the original mod is set in a dwarven city and there's like magic, stuff like that, um, the developer originally said, oh, okay, I'll just make it a Roman city. It'll basically be the same thing. But then there's a lot of design issues that came around that. Like, instead of having everything lit by this magical orb floating at the top of the city. He had to come up with a way to have like sunlight come in and that rearranged the whole design of the city. Um, And there's a lot of other things. Apparently he had to change too, because uh, just because he wanted to make it accurate. I mean, as accurate as you can make a game about a time loop. Um, so because of like make it accurate to Roman society, yeah. So the Roman parts there, there's yeah. like uh, what's the fish? Watch what's the fish sauce called? Um, there's bottles of this stuff everywhere. That's like uh, real Roman, yeah. yeah, garum exactly. So yeah, that's just a taste of you know the accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think it helps the game. I just feel bad that it ended up being this thing that uh ended up being this massive project. Even if it paid off, it's it's, you know. Mm-hmm. It's always a little hard to hear about people crunching for so long on a game. Yeah. It's that's Nick Pierce, right? You're talking about now. I believe so. Is that the main developer's name? I should know. But yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, because uh, I'm looking at the um, the modern storyteller websites. Okay, and they list three people. So I think it's Nick Pierce who founded the whole thing and also did the mod. And then they hired Alex Ghost, a programmer, and John Iyer, an artist, to make it into a standalone game. So it's a three man team in the end. Uh, yeah, some of the programming, some of the art is delegated to other people. And I guess Nick Pierce was just the director in charge of the whole thing. So that seems about right. Okay. And some of the things feel like holdover. Even though the game's been drastically changed, there are things that feel like a holdover, maybe a little bit from the Skyrim mod. Hmm. Um, I don't know if they are actually came from the mod, but like things like you pick up a bow and arrow at mm-hmm. one point. Um, 
and just the way that you interact with people. It kind of does the same Skyrim uh, where it zooms in on the person's face and like the way conversations work in the game, I think. I don't know if there's anything else that people felt like. I don't. Uh, to me, the whole the whole game sort of felt like a Skyrim mod, <laughs> to be honest. Not in a bad way, but just I don't know how how all the people sort of just stand there and and go about their own business and it. Yeah, yeah I, I mean that makes sense. Um, they designed it that way, and then changing all of that would probably have. The made the development even twice as long. And it, as, as we just mentioned, it was already super stressful for them, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we got actually got an email. Um, since the club has an email address now, you can send stuff to. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, but uh, it says, Dear Adventurers, the bow section of the Forgotten City feels strange. It feels like a holdover from the game's origin as a Skyrim mod. Uh, was there any part of the game that felt at odds to the rest of the game for you all? Thanks, Faden. Thanks, Faden. Um, the so entire was there, I mean, was there the entire main I, ending? I, right. That's that's. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying not to get into spoiler stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my answer. Is just like we can. We'll we'll cover. We'll explain why I think. Yeah, the, in the spoiler section, but yeah, I think that's the part that really stuck out to me. Yeah. Is. Although I, I I can see where Faden is coming from with this because they are talking about the bow section, so I'm guessing this is a Navias like palace. Oh, that's I think that 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 section is optional. I think right. It is, it temple, is but. But that is the bow section, right? Is, that is like there's another one. Yeah, when you before you find Kabash, uh, the Egyptian guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that that's right. There are two areas, and one is optional, the other isn't. Yeah, you're right. right. There's there's just certain sections with enemies. I guess they're sort of zombies. They're well, they're alive statues, aren't they? Or alive, but. You know. Spoiler. <laughs> well, no. It's just there's these statues and the enemies are also sort of zombie statues. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Is that a spoiler? I guess the details of what they are can be discussed in the, yeah, re- in the proper spoiler section. Hmm. Yeah, it's we're skipping some details about yeah. that. But yeah, there's... Yeah, it's, it's, I guess that does also feel like... <clears throat> Skyrim holdover too because the way they act especially when I think well maybe not Skyrim specifically but I think like that's how they act in like Fallout 3 there's zombie like but it's in things and they run to anyway it's partly also more adventure than um, than action RPG like Skyrim because some Mm. of the um, some of the um, let's call them zombies uh, monsters can actually be defeated with brains instead of your bow or uh, not entirely with your bow, at least. You don't have to shoot them directly. Right. Yeah, there's like some spots where you can like kind of use traps and stuff and find ways around them. Um, yeah, I, I think in an in a pure adventure game, it would be really odd to have, you know, essentially a first-person shooter section, which is sort of what this is. But, 
you know, given the game Skyrim roots, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, uh, tons of games have this. Like most open world games are like this, where you just run around with a weapon and you talk to people, you solve puzzles, but you also do the occasional shooting. There's also that's. Uh, there's yeah. also other action sequences in the game, so it's not as out of place as it would be in other adventure games. Like you have to pick up a flower from a hard-to-reach spot, and it, oh, like that took me yeah. like 20 minutes. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah it took I me did a while it on too. my first try. Ooh, by I'm, I'm the perfect oh, jumper for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some spots like that where I think for the most part it's not too bad. Like, I don't think I'm the best action game player, but I'm trying to remember if, yeah, there isn't really a difficulty level, is there? No, but I think for people, if you're, if you're playing a pure, if you're like a pure adventure game player, then it might be a little bit of a jarring thing. Although many adventure games have these action sequences and they're, and they're typically also, jarring yes exactly they're always like oh i can't believe this section was in the game but it's like a, tons of games have this by now so you know how surprised are you really but yeah i'll I say th- that like because it is based in like kind of based off skyrim that it does control a lot better than most action sequences in adventure games it for sure feels yeah. much better um so it's not like we're talking about like a point and click adventure that we have to suddenly ride it yeah whip, whatever whip your thing. chain at another biker or yeah you know, yeah <laughs> for example <laughs> yeah no no it, it kind of feels natural and i think if you're used to modern games you know like i don't know what are modern games fallout you mentioned it or eh, horizon zero dawn yeah, or it's not i don't know it's no different from them really exactly and it's not it's not difficult at all if you're used to those kind of games. So it's fine. It's fine. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, I think the ending is the real... I mean, if we go back to Faden's question, what part felt at odds? I think the ending of the game is is probably worth the discussion, <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Yeah. But I think most other parts of the game, I don't know, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Doesn't feel yeah. too weird. E- even the ending um, really fits into the whole story, so it's all tied together, and it's just such a contrast in style that, yeah, hmm. that feels feels a yeah. bit different. Yeah, I think, yeah. I was gonna say I think that the rest of the story feels more. Uh, I don't know if "grounded" is the right word, but it it certainly goes to another level once you get to the part we're talking about and um the game's mostly just focused on the characters Hmm. like we mentioned monsters but that's like a very small part yeah most of the time you're just walking around the city talking to people and they just have these personal problems for the most part um i think and all the there are things that come up but they kind of relate to uh roman mythology mm-hmm. yeah it definitely just plays as an adventure game where you just walk around talk to people you know figure out their problems find items get yeah just all the classic stuff 
I think, can we talk about the fact that you at one point have a golden bow or is that already? Yeah, spoiled? that's fine. Yeah, no, I think that's fine. Um, yeah, but do you have something do you want to? Well, well, I think that part is maybe what feels at odds with what you would expect in an adventure game because it suddenly allows you to get to like secret areas and stuff, which is, I don't know. I don't know a lot of adventure games having this. No, it's like the closest that an adventure game comes to being like a Metroid style thing where you get an item and then new areas are open to you Mm -hmm. and like new ways to travel because you can suddenly start turning things into gold and jumping on them, Mm -hmm. which is very different. Um, And it's all optional, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think the whole golden bow itself is optional. Which is weird because it's also kind of a big part of the game, but I don't yeah. think you have to get it. Do you have to get it for the canonical good ending? No. No. Oh, well, yeah. No, no, no. optional. <laughs> you, you don't need the bow at all, in fact. Uh, you don't start the game with the bow. If you, uh, if you go back to the start of the game where you're at the river and then you're transported to the city, you don't have the bow on you. No, it's one of the so, first or one of the quests that you have to solve. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't uh, think you have to. No, you don't have to pick it up. I think, but I think you have to stop the guy. Yeah, is it fun to talk about some of the characters, or is that for the spoiler section? I don't know where. No, where I think that- because um, it's kind of hard to talk about an adventure game story without spoiling. So. <laughs> I think we can talk about. I mean, do we? What did you want to get into? Like the end? No, no. Story? I just want like, to say there is an assassin. Oh right, yeah. We can. No, yeah, we can talk about that. There's an assassin. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he has the bow on him. Yeah. So you have to deal with him, and if you do deal with him, well, then then you can pick up the bow if you want to. So. Yeah. And I thought that was a very satisfying. I was very mm-hmm. happy when I completed that puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny though that that he really fell for the for the trap that you set for him. Yes, I mean, it's, it's, can, can we talk about details here? Because this is really the solution sure. to, to the puzzle. Then, yeah, it's so odd to talk about. Uh, can, I don't know. Is it possible to talk about the contents of an adventure game without spoiling <laughs> it? Is my question. Well, a lot of times you can, but this one, like, it gets into like puzzles, spoilers so quick that yeah, yeah uh, because I think that it's because all those those little storylines run in parallel, and so you get to spoilers really, really quickly. No matter which which direction yeah. you you look in the game, it's always spoilers. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe we can just talk about some of the characters <laughs> that are there and what they have going on. I mean, that's not a spoiler, right? That's just right. That's just the game walking around in the game, and yeah. So yeah. and and then the spoiler section, we can talk about well, what what actually happens if you do specific things. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do that. That that seems to make more sense. So, were there characters? that you thought were like standouts there or that you wanted to talk about specifically? Um, well, yeah, I think all the characters are really good, to be honest. I mean, 
That's a, they are the stars of the show. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's the thing. When you when you get the good ending in the end and you meet them, um, well, then, then you find out that, that they had a good good ending for them. And really, I really cared for them. And I was like, wow, it's so, so nice to hear that they are all fine. And is that a spoiler already? Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Nah, <laughs> no, it's fine. But yeah, um, it's also funny because the whole, I think the whole game, like in-game, like real-time inside the game is... Is less than a day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you, you arrive there, I don't know, morning, unspecified time. And mm-hmm. and at one point, there's this election going on, which is the thing of the day. But the election happens before the sun sets. So, and, and when the election happens is also when the golden rule is broken, if you don't do anything. So then it all falls apart. And that's where the game, that's where the loop starts. Yeah. So it's never longer than that. Well, it is once you once you fix the um, election problems. That's right. Then That's then true. you can run around for for days. I think. Ah, oh, if you try. Well, no, that? I think something. No, I think something still triggers huh. it. Or did you oh. run it? Or were you able? No, to? I didn't try. I just because I just assumed it was possible. Yeah. No, I think so. Because this happened to me where the election went the other way and I think like some kind of fight still breaks out or something and I, I because I wasn't looking at it at the time, but like I it would make sense because really the um, election doesn't resolve any of the issues just creates more conflict right yeah and so the election is between uh, Sentius the reigning magistrate and his challenger is uh, Meliolus And his name already sounds evil, doesn't it? (laughs) So you're really set up to think as as him as a well. He's a he's a sort of a populist. um, How would you describe him? He's he's going for the the populist makes sense. I guess. I guess. Yeah, he wants to abolish the golden rule, and he wants to, you know, freedom for everyone, and just. Yeah, it's all. It's easy for him to win if you don't do anything, because people yeah. are people are ready for for not living under the golden rule. Yeah, they're kind of tired of following and, it. Um, it's interesting. That, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I was gonna no, say no. it's interesting yeah. to hear that the game does acknowledge the pandemic. It so does. I wonder how much of that. It came out in 2021, so yeah, they had been working on it for a little bit. I don't know if it dramatically changed the story in any way, but you can tell that it. If, there's some dialogue that comes up, mm-hmm. a couple points, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is kind of interesting. There are, yeah, I think it's a dialogue option where someone says, like, you don't know what it's like to live under such a strict law or something, or mm-hmm. you don't know what it's like to have to put your trust into the rest of society. I think that's yeah. what the whole golden rule comes down to, right? Is that nobody can can do a crime. It's not just, you're not just responsible for yourself, you're responsible for everyone. Because if, if, if anyone breaks the rule, then you're dead. So, yeah, I think I think this is where you can make a comment like, well, you know, I, I know you can't trust others because I've been through a pandemic. So, <laughs> eh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, that's Meliolus. It's like you th- you think of him as the bad guy at least at first, or he's like I don't know. Even so. in the end, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he kind of even with all the stuff you find yeah. out. Uh, but other characters, he's still not a nice guy. No, he's not. He's not. Um, but who is a nice guy and who is actually? I think the the first person you meet is Galerius in right? the city, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah, you meet yeah. you meet yeah. Karen before. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, Karen is the woman at the river. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, oh. um, yeah, everyone loves Galerius. Mm. He's pretty much <laughs> the nicest person. Um, yeah, and he's also very useful <laughs> because uh, they were clever and came up with a mechanic where if you'd done stuff before in other time loops. You can just tell him to do those for you, so yeah. you're not repeating all these things that you had already figured out. Mm, well, that's also, really yeah, clever. It's also nicely yeah. made because then he says, "I don't know why I'm doing this, but I guess I can trust you, and I'll do it." <laughs> and then he runs off and does all yeah. these things. It's so great because you you know on your first playthrough you're just figuring things out, but you do things, and well, eventually you start a, another loop, and well. Once you've been doing a bunch of loops, you start to realize, hmm, I'm I'm having to repeat the things I do if I want, you know, if I if I actually want to change things, I I have to do them every loop. But then you can just talk to Galerius because he's always there at the start of every loop. Yeah. There's always Galerius coming up to you. It's like, hey, stranger, and and you can say to him, actually, we're not we're not strangers. We've we've had this conversation a thousand times. And he's like, oh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and then you can say, look, Glarius, you just do this thing. And that's really important if you do that. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he runs off and he does it. So, yeah, that's kind of funny. It's kind of cool how some characters um, just accept that you tell them, oh, we are in time loop. And this has this conversation has happened a few times. And others are a bit more mm-hmm. more doubtful. <laughs> it's It's mm-hmm. nicely made, really. Yeah. yeah, and what's also really clever is how this ties into the election, mm-hmm. because um, well, it's Sentius versus Meliolus at first, but well, Galerius also plays into the whole. I don't know. Is that a spoiler? No, it's know. fine. You find out that he's not the best person either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you so so find out pretty quickly yeah. that Galerius is probably another option for the election. Exactly. Yeah. So then it becomes a goal of getting Galerius elected. And it turns out, well, one great way to make him popular is to have him do all sorts of good things for you. Mm -hmm. So then people think it's Galerius who did this and not you. So that's really clever. Yeah. And the whole reason you're doing that is to get, there's like, you need to get, I think you need to get an item. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and that's why you have to do. Well, yeah. First of all, you have to stop the golden thing. rule from um, hitting at the end of the day, and you need that item. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it, it's, but it all ties together, and like it's fun to see. Like they all kind of tie into like each other's puzzle solutions. Hmm. Yeah. Um, exactly. Because you can um, you can send Galerius to to save. There's there's someone dying at the temple, I think, at the start. Mm-hmm. Yes, and 
the there's there's sort of a medic trying to save her life, although it's not really a doctor, so they don't really know what they're doing and they don't have any supplies or anything. So you have to give them some antidote in order to prevent this death. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so so you can send Galerius to to do this for you, which then you know if this person does not die then it opens up a whole new branch of quests so yeah and it's not overwhelming either because you're given a journal that kind of helps track this stuff too Mm. which is really nice yeah it's sort of a it's it's also maybe the user interface a holdover from skyrim i think so yeah it feels like it like the whole like quest log yeah it's yeah I'd say that's a holdover, but like in a really good way. I kind of wish more adventure games had some sort of thing. We'll get to, we'll cover this game later, but like in Monkey Island, Hmm. the new Monkey Island, there's kind of like a little quest log thing too. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's really nice. It's, it's surprising that this is not more common in adventure games since the whole idea is to solve puzzles so it's nice to have a list of puzzles so Mm -hmm. you have some kind of idea what you're doing and it's weird that almost no adventure games have this while it's such a helpful tool and almost all open world games have this took 40 years for adventure games to adopt that from from (laughs) rpgs yeah so weird but helpful Mm -hmm. but also what what really makes the game really playable is that none of the puzzles are really hard i mean there there are lots of things you have to do but i never felt lost in this game which is really Mm. something because i'm not very good at at adventure games i love them but usually takes me ages to make any progress but in this game it was all i always felt like i knew i had a lead and i could progress in one way or another and that Mm -hmm. that really helps with playability yeah the pacing of the game in general is really good that's maybe the best part to be honest just you know, how you're introduced to the world and the characters and then how you solve little things here and there. And it just, you know, it keeps moving the whole time and you're never truly lost. You're never like, oh, I just, I'm just stuck. What, right. Which is really common in adventure games. But yeah. yeah. I think it helps that there's a lot of different storylines and quests going. So if you're stuck on one thing, you can kind of just poke at other things until uh, either something clicks into play, like you think of the solution or maybe you do come across something else, but there's just so many things to do in the game that you're not stuck on one thing and getting frustrated. Sometimes you really have to work on something else because that's when you get critical information on how to progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. But this, there's so many people you have access to and, and so many areas you can go to it's just, yeah, it's the opposite of a linear adventure game. It's like, yeah, it's it's just like Skyrim. <laughs> it's just, everything is open. You can just, yeah. Um, yeah. Are there other standout characters? Because I think, you know, Sentius, Meliolus, Galerius, well, those are definitely the standout characters. Maybe Equitia. The, the others, yeah. Equitia, I think, is very important. So mm-hmm. she's um, she's a Vestal priestess who's um, responsible for yeah. holding the, um, the 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 election at the end, and um, she's she's your 
real ally throughout the game, I think. Even if she's not doing a lot of things, but she helps you with, with finding information and making progress. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it was nice to run into her because, like you said, she's one of the characters who isn't really phased by you saying that you're on a time loop. Like, she knows there's something mm-hmm. really weird about this city. Yeah. I think she is the first one to actually bring it up to you like well isn't she the one who urges you to talk to everyone and ask how they got here yeah and the only reason she asked this is because she already knows there's something up and because yeah you kind of find out if you if you do this if you do talk to everyone you find out that everyone's origin story or Orange story is not the word, but you know that how they ended up here. It's the same story, isn't yep. it? They yeah. were all at the river. They all took to Karen. They're all now uh, sort of stuck in this city. Like you can't leave the city. So, and everyone's only been there for like a month. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Kind of starts you thinking, well, what's going on here? And yeah, that Equitia, the priestess, is totally onto this, and and yeah, she's not, she doesn't, um, she's not forecoming in like how do you say this? She doesn't just blurt this out, but yeah, she definitely knows more. And as you as you learn more, she's very open to discuss this with you. So that's that's an interesting character for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, was there anything else that we wanted to say about the art or music in the game? I mean, it's all very well done. Yeah. It's... The music is nice. I mean, it's sort of a orchestral, cinematic... Yeah, it's weird because you don't know what Roman music sounds like. So you yeah. just go with the trope of, you know, horns <laughs> and epic sounding. Yeah, basically what Hollywood did. Yeah. Uh, probably has nothing to do with actual Roman music. But then again, we don't know what that would even be. So it's fine. And then everything kind of looks like. Skyrim, basically. I mean, it looks nice, but it's very much just like in that style, I think. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't know. It. I'm hesitant to say it looks good. It doesn't look bad, but it's it's, it's, it's generic. It, yeah. I mean, it's it's just modern, um, trying to be photorealistic stuff. So mm-hmm. hard to get some. I don't know um, character into that. <laughs> okay, but. But it doesn't also, I don't want to be negative, but it it doesn't, it's not super modern, is it? No. It's not. I, so, I, and I, I mean, it makes sense. It's just a small team and it's just, you know, it's more of an indie game than a triple A game. Although it, 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 it does feel like it wants to be a bigger game or it's a, I don't know, it's a bit, with a with a leg in both worlds because it uses the Skyrim as a foundation. Yeah, and so yeah, you can't expect like the the true AAA 
motion captured detailed face expression stuff that you get in in truly modern yeah, games. I think but really comparing it to Skyrim is 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 not the worst way to put it, right? I mean, Skyrim mm. is, is a bit dated now. It's still kind of a modern game, but it's already quite a couple of years old. So, mm. well, it's over a decade old at this yeah, point. But, exactly. Um, so it's wild, that. But, but yeah. it's fine. I mean, it's fine for what it is. It's just, you know. No, I think the architecture yeah. and all of that looks pretty nice. And just the characters—they look mm-hmm. they, they they look like characters did 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Exactly. And it's fine. I mean, we play pixel art adventure <laughs> games, you know. We we yeah. play we don't mind. It's not a it's not a a negative aspect of this game at all, but you don't you don't also you don't play this for the graphics, I no. would say. <laughs> if you are then you're doing it wrong. You know, I mean exactly. I mean I, I like so. nice graphics, but yeah. It's it's really the storyline in this game and the character um design that really makes this game stand out. The rest is yeah. there to support that, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I think we're kind of... Was there... So, we probably wanted to jump into the spoiler section soon, but mm-hmm. was there anything else that we wanted to discuss before we do that? It's it's just a well-made game. I mean, we, we talked a little bit about the music, which does have some recognizable themes and it's just you know it's it's good it's fine it plays and it's but but the voice work i mean every character is voiced and yeah it's it's it it helps to uh grow a bond with all these characters just to hear them talk and put emotion into it so i guess yeah. it's a pretty standard feature nowadays but it's still a lot of work for an indie game to Expensive have full voice too. acting yeah yeah, yeah. There's a lot of characters and lots of dialogue. Um, it's yeah. all they all, lots of dialogue too. Yeah, for every character, and it's. I thought it was all well done. Mm. I liked it. I don't know. So, okay. so that's a good part. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess the, I think it sounds like everyone here would recommend the game. Yeah, then. absolutely. When I finished it, I thought this was maybe the best game I've played all year. So. It was early. I, mean, I think I played it in April, so it wasn't, wasn't big, much of a statement. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> January first. This is the best game. No, of but the year. I, I, I still stand by that statement. I mean, it's 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 at least one of the best games I've played all year, and I've had a lot of time to play games this year. It, it yeah. is just great. It's clever. It's um, it's intriguing. You know, and and the pacing is nice, so you're never. You're never stumped or stuck, but you also are constantly wondering, like, what's next? What's going on here? It's it's just really cleverly put together. And and it's half interesting just because of the Roman stuff. I mean, yeah, you don't get to learn or, or even walk around in a Roman city every day. So that's that's intriguing. And it's just well made, you know. They, they thought about it and there's nothing to... Uh, yeah, like adventure games have these super weird logic sometimes. There's, there's not a lot of that yeah, in this game. No, no so. goat puzzles in this one. Yeah, no, no cat hair mustache. Uh, yeah, so, so I don't know. It just feels solid, and it feels like thought went into it, and the the people who made it just knew what they were doing, and it works. And um, 
I I did feel at the start it was a little bit almost not like the characters are people, but they're more like actors. Like they were standing there delivering their lines and it I don't know, it felt a little bit like another real world. But then the time loop stuff kicks in and you keep talking to them and you learn more about them and it just made it better. So yeah. Weirdly, the longer you're in this loop, the better it works, which is really clever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, totally would recommend this. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and I loved it too. Um, I, I, yeah, I would say it's one of the best games I've played this year too. Um, all right, I all right. So I guess thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to jump into the spoiler section. Uh, is there so I guess yeah if you haven't played it before maybe stop listening now but um I guess Martine and Florian where can we find both of you at Oh we're the hosts of Dolls Game Club <laughs> easy to yeah. find both when you find iconic them. duo <laughs> Yes <laughs> So yeah Dolls Game Club we started the club in 2017 I don't 17 Five years ago, um, it's it's a monthly game club, and every game has to run on MS DOS. That's the only requirement. So they there are lots of different genres, but they're all sort of old. And yeah, we just check them out. Uh, we have our website with forums where people talk about them, and then we do a podcast. So it's it's a bit like Adventure Game Club, but yeah, but with DOS games. <laughs> Okay, awesome. And then, yeah, so we're going to jump into the spoiler section now. Uh... Okay, and welcome back to the spoiler section. Uh, and now I think this is where I th- we really can dig into everything, but especially the ending, which is where I think a lot of the more interesting discussions can happen. Because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I'm completely sold on the which, ending. Which which part of the I, are we talking I, about? Do we are we talking about I, I, uh, Hades or? I guess there's like. Or the part after you solve the game, essentially. I actually like the party thing after, because it's just nice. Like after all the characters went. Yeah, I mean, there, there was some. There well, was so much. I'm still thinking. There was some discussion about that on the adventure game club uh, Discord, where we yeah. were talking about is this is this really a, a nice ending, or is it really just a bad statement about our society? Because in the end, mm-hmm. you get uh, they are all well off with their money and. They they live a nice life and, but honestly, someone someone asked, was it was it you maybe said that it's really just a vehicle to tell the player that they they make they 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 just survive in our time and we don't have to worry about them and that's really what what all the money they have is is about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I mean that's I think it's just I know the money thing's weird, but. 
I think it's just there just to be like, they're going to be okay, even though they've been dumped into modern times and stuff, because they can... Yeah, although then the s- what still the, 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 the... It makes the game say you're well off or you're fine. You, you don't have to worry about people with money is, is basically the message of the game. Which is a weird message. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's not it only is. That. I mean, in the end, they... They all tell you, we're, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Um, like, mm-hmm. um, who was it? Uh, Lucrezia, she's she's be- studying to become a doctor and like like living living a modern yeah. life, just adjusting to the lifestyle. And I mean, she's like, I don't know, 30 years or something like that. And if you come into that mm-hmm. time without any money, then well, you need it. No, that's uh, absolutely. They do need the money. It's just that... If the goal is to, for me, not worry about these people, then maybe don't transport them two thousand years across time because I get, yeah. that makes me really worry <laughs> for them. I think this but- <laughs> is the most traumatizing thing you can do to a person is to transport them to an entirely different time, have them skip through all of the development and all of the like how we got here skip over that just yeah, but you're, I, it must be maddening was, it must be the worst <laughs> thing that you can do to a to a was person was there any other option i mean uh, the roman empire has fallen 2000 years ago and the time loop existed but it's broken now because what? where they're leaving off like the all of them were like leaving off at really bad spots i think right uh well can't like their you town just, on fire or whatever yeah, there was a fire, and this is how most of the people died. But can't you just leave them in their own time? Just, you know, in the Roman Empire and just set them free from the valley? Yeah, but I, the, the valley already I existed. Know. I mean, the valley is, is the underworld, right? And it, so it exists in a different time frame than the Roman Empire. And I think the game did not tell us that they can create arbitrary time loops and go back to whenever. I think if I understood it correctly, was this time loop was set up for that one day through um, some, I don't know, uh, alien technology <laughs> created by yeah. uh, Proserpina. And well, yeah, I don't think they, they had the tech to bring them back to their real times. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because if if that's just one of the endings right i mean this is the main ending this is the the real ending the good ending but if you do one of the other endings then none of this happens and okay i don't know and this came up too where none of neither of us did you're well you're the only one that did the other endings ah. i don't <laughs> he, i don't actually he can tell us whatever he wants well we have to believe it i don't well, we are in the spoiler section, so I mean, I I'm free to to tell you about this ending that you don't know about. So I'm sorry for spoiling you with this new information to you. But <laughs> there are four endings, and in two of the four endings, you are the only one who makes it out. I think, or actually, maybe you save one other person. But anyway, in the third ending, you save a bunch of people. So doesn't this make it possible? I mean, in this third ending, you get out, but several other people get out as well. And I think it's implied that they're just released into 
their time or something. I don't know. It's not. I don't recall that there that it's mentioned specifically where they're released into. But there's not this whole ending section with the museum and the modern thing. So I don't know. I got the impression they were just set free into their own world in their own time and everything, which is nicer maybe than doesn't being put into this world into this dying world <laughs> doesn't the exit through the um what is it is it a sewer or what I don't know. Does, yeah. doesn't that lead to to our normal now time um uh, I, mean, I, I, i don't know how it works exactly i didn't uh, choose the um the centilla ending you know where you can free her Yeah. I I didn't dare yeah. do that because I thought that would kill everybody, including myself and her. So I thought, ah, no, I, I have doesn't. to leave you here. I'm so sorry. I, it, it was mm. so hard for me. I, I was standing there and I was like, oh no, I, I cannot, I cannot leave it's, her, but I also cannot free I, her. I cannot believe you did that, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> I, was, I was convinced I, it would kill herself, uh, her and, and everybody. Yeah, but, but, but at least just let it happen. <laughs> I mean, come on. You, I was, surely I was really, really con conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh I, was I was, I was, I was standing there for five minutes and arguing with myself: Should I do it? Should I not do it? She's literally in chains, and you what, just is it, is it better? Is it better to kill her? I don't know. I thought, I thought that's well, what would happen. It's not. I don't know, man. It's not a certain death. I mean, I felt I wasn't, I wasn't planning on saving her, but then I saw her like that, and she was pleading, and I. I can't say no to that. I mean, yeah, there could be consequences. I mean, she, but I guess she we'll also see, said she would go back gonna, to, to Sentius and kill him. I'm not gonna walk him, away so. being scared of maybe something happened. Oh, I thought no, that's just too horrible. <laughs> it is really, yeah, it's good. It's good that the game makes you feel this, doesn't it? Yeah, and reminded me a lot of Mass Effect 2, I think, where you have to pick either the uh, the quarians or the geth and one of the species will go into mm. extinct it was very much like that for mm -hmm. me well yeah. i guess it doesn't matter because there's also there's the canonical good ending too like <laughs> ultimately like you do work your way to like it's not like here's an ending with bad things happening and here's another ending with different bad things ending it's yeah, yeah. It's, ultimately she was there for you eventually get to i think that's acceptable yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny though that i i had no idea what the whole order of things was and and i in the end there's this big temple room with the like the end boss with the the alien god guy with the bright eyes i mm -hmm. talked to him and i didn't even trigger the ending i just went in and talked to him and walked out <laughs> and then, oh really yeah i didn't even know you could do that what? yeah you can totally do that i had no idea i did i didn't know it would trigger the ending i just i was still exploring i was still you know getting into the wow. temple was one of the locations i was still figuring out so i, I got in there is talked there, to the guy i thought wow this is really something is and there anything out. left to do after you got the four plates no plagues Uh, well, it gets you into the temple. Yeah, but so then, to me, it was just, yeah. Well, after that, I went into Centilla's uh, dungeon ah, where she's yeah, kept. Okay. And I hadn't been in there either before. So I don't. I was just exploring. I was just getting into all the locations. And it just happened that the temple was not the last one. So I just walked past the ending. <laughs> 
And then, and then I saved Scintilla because, yeah, that's obviously, I mean, I can't leave her hanging. So, and that triggered an ending. And that's when I got into the mindset of, oh, okay, this is one ending. I'm going to do all the others as well now. So, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't also have the golden bow at this point because I didn't dare to do it. Like, it was, stealing, it was stealing saying, the yeah. Yeah, and it was making a big deal out of it, and and I could back out, so I just did that. I said, "No, thank you, I'm good." And oh wow, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think you could get all the plates before doing all that stuff. Okay, you can totally just use the normal bow from the assassin and use that to kill anyone. So you can get all the plates that way. Okay, is yeah. what I found. <laughs> But yeah, the ending, I don't know. It just left me with more questions than answers. Really? I mean, I was just thinking, yeah, because how are these people are going to cope? I mean... That, but, but when you talk to them, they, they tell mind. you they're all what they're doing, what they've done. Yeah, I, I don't believe that. I believe they're massively traumatized <laughs> nah. and they will have massive issues and it will be horrible because they will learn that... You know, there's climate change, and there's oh my god! Look, even what are they? Even Livia was, but they're going to be okay. Livia was, was okay they're, again. They're, so, you know, the mad, the mad woman. Sorry? Even Livia was okay again when you meet her. So, yeah, but they're, I don't believe it. They are. I mean, was, I think they were more okay back there than they are now, because they're put into a horrible world where there's no future. Well, well but they didn't have a future before either. So. Well, yeah, I guess. just live there in that valley under the golden rule. You, you see what it yeah, did to Livia. knowing true. I mean, she, she found out parts of what's going on and that it's the underworld yeah, and she, she turned her crazy. So, Yeah, still seems better. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of crazy, can we talk about Navia for a second? Hmm. So oh, not, not as much about her, but, you know, the entire golden bow section. And then you get into the, um, I think it's a temple. And then you meet Naviar and find out that all the statues are, in, in fact, alive. And she's trying to remove the gold from them. And that's just, <laughs> how horrible is that? Yeah. yeah. And it, it's actually the, the scariest scene in the entire game. You know, there's this one statue and you walk up to it and it just whispers, behind you. It was so, yeah. I was so scared in that moment. I mean, it's, it's not a scary game in general, <laughs> but that scene just, just freaked me out. It's good. It's uh, yeah, it's a good scene. What uh, did you think? Oh, go ahead. No, I have nothing. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, what did you think about like the ending being that it's mostly just people from outer space, but also still gods, I guess, because they have like, they kind of try to have it both ways almost like where Karen is still in charge of the underworld after. <sighs> But also maybe it's space technology, but also it's not. They kind of do both, I think. A, that's how I read it. Bit of the, or that's how that it seemed like from the designer trying to do it. It's Stargate. So yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally aliens, right? It's just nothing godlike no, or nothing. They, they just have the technology. It's all Yeah. And that also kind of rubbed me the wrong way. That's you know, they are talking about their own mythical home planet where everything is great. But then, obviously, this god is, is a massive 
jerk. Is he, is he really? So I mean, you can argue with him. He, he is a he massive jerk and he's doing the right thing. And he just ruins everyone's uh, yeah, but, uh, life. Uh, That's the what thing he's is, doing. You, can, you can talk to him and you can talk him out, you, you can talk him out of it. So he's, he's, he's yeah, not deluded Yeah, but that just shows how dumb he is. <sighs> I don't know. I think he should have figured this out for himself and never should have started the whole thing to begin with if he's so smart. Maybe, he's not. I mean, he's Maybe just, he should, talk, should have talked to Philip, you know, the philosoph philosopher, which is yeah, great name. Yeah, I didn't get along with him either. Yeah, but maybe if, if those two <laughs> had talked to each other, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. You should... Just bring the philosopher <laughs> into the goo the room. Yeah, yeah then Hades so or he will just be uh, distracted, and you can get everyone else out. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> but I don't know the whole the whole thing with that. This alien planet is like heaven. That's like the best place ever, utopia, whatever. But the gods are obviously not that bright or even good. I mean, he's sort of evil, and he's. I don't know. It just felt really wrong or unlikely that this home planet of him is actually that good. If, I mean, how can it even work if they're not this actually good? I don't know. And then on top of all this, they kind of do the whole switcheroo, right? Where they, like to you, this home planet is utopia, but then you bring the Roman people to modern world and it's like utopia to them. It's like that you're doing the same thing, that you take the Roman people to our world and they're also impressed by all this. It's like being on the God planet. It's, I don't know, it just didn't work for me at all. It's just, uh, I'm just upset. I'm just upset by the whole idea that we are living in a utopia. It's, we're, we're so not, we're so not. Well, I, don't, I don't know, compared to ancient times. Even today, I mean, even in, I don't know, even in, yeah. in, in developing countries, life expectancy is higher than it was a hundred years ago. So I don't know. That's true. That's true. But there was no pollution back then. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if that's true. I mean, there's pollution. Back. It was, I mean, it's, yeah, different it's kinds, different. Yeah. It's different. People yeah. weren't, are, I mean, there's, you know. I'm not saying people were clean, okay. but the water was maybe more clean. I don't know, if you used to Roman air, plumbing, maybe it wasn't so clean. Yeah. The rivers were. No, the rivers that's were so awesome. I don't know, maybe they, you know, they, yeah. they just put their sewage there. So, yeah. I get what you're saying. There's bigger glaciers. Yes, yes. Like, not uh, everything. We can agree on yeah. that. That's yeah. 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 Yes. So, I don't know. I just, I, I felt the whole game worked well and then the good ending came and I was just left upset and with answers, with questions. And yeah, I really want to know what, what an the... ending would, should do, in, in my opinion. It should resolve yeah. things, but yeah. I'm so curious what the mod is like now. Hmm. Because that one just has magic, I think. There's no way this ending is in the mod. No. I, I, I really, I'm... I think I like from what I saw, the game's basically like it's very different and it, it just has the same core concept mm -hmm. of the time loop. So I, I'm really curious what that storyline looks like. But don't get me wrong, it is, I mean, I can see how it is nice to to see all these people again. I mean, I'm, I, it's, I'm not, uh, I do understand that 
that that that is a nice emotion like oh you're back and oh you too and it's like a big yeah it's like a big party that's nice but yeah i was just i could not get the thought out, out of my head like what what are they doing to you you are i mean you're just tortured <laughs> but i guess maybe it's maybe maybe it's not so bad i don't know i don't know and also they had to wrap it up in some way right I yeah mean, but without yeah. the museum ending i would have been very sad yeah i get that i get that so yeah <laughs> i think i mean for the most at least all of us liked 90 percent of the game in yeah, the story more, so it's more, like, I like 100 yeah. of it yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean it's not like it wasn't like an ending so bad that it killed no no not at all your enjoyment of the game or anything no i'm generally not like that anyway i mean even when an ending is not what i expected i still think well everything before it was cool so it an ending rarely ruins the whole thing for me also in movies and yeah i don't know it's just to me it's just a part of the story and it just happens to end after it but it's not otherwise that significant so yeah, for me it's the other way around. Yeah. Um, bad ending can ruin everything before, but luckily that was not the, not the case in this game. Yeah, I I kind of want to know why both of you didn't do all the other. I, I just never <laughs> do. It. I, I think... mean, I got to the canonical good golden ending, so to say, and I think yeah, that's that's how the game has to end. I don't need to know all the ways I can fail. Yeah, that that's kind of it for me, and I never really stumbled. I. I think I came across like one opportunity, like when I, you know, I could rescue her and get out. But I think my thinking at the time was, oh, I might need to do some other stuff. I didn't know for sure that it was an ending trigger. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll go do this other stuff first. I think like I wanted to finish up hanging plot lines. And then I got distracted and just ended up finishing the game and getting that canonical good ending. Um, and then once I got that, I, I was like, yeah, I don't want to go back and just get, you know, just find out all the ways things could go poorly. To me, the other endings don't feel like you failed, to be honest. I mean, it's just different. It just happened in a different way, but it doesn't make you feel like you've messed up or yeah, that you... That it's a bad end. It's not a bad ending. It's Ultimately, just getting ending. everyone out and, and happy. That's 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 has to be the best ending. And that means that's for me the yeah, it is. One. It is. But I mean, for example, if you um, just save uh, what's her name, who's tied up, Scintilla. in the Scintilla, right? So you save her, and then you're back with Karen. Uh, and and the other guy is there. I don't L? even know his name. He's not important to L. the story, really, is he? He's he's not even there. He's only there at the end. Um, but he comes across a tablet written by Scintilla, and he's like, "Hey, you know this?" And and then you're like, "Oh yeah, I know her." And he's like, "What? What do you mean?" And yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I'm two thousand years old. I was there, and and <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It feels like a cool extra piece of content I wanted to see. So. It doesn't feel like I failed at all. Yeah, it's just, okay. it's, I don't know. 
I also don't read fanfic or anything, so I don't care about all the alternative alternative endings and stuff that's not canonical, the best thing, the best way things can happen. <laughs> so hmm. I think for me, like, well, it was just because I got like the good ending and it's like, I don't want to just keep going through. Like, I didn't, I mean, you explained it just now, but I thought it was going to be like negative endings. And I was like, no. I don't want to just go through see a bunch of bad things happen to characters no, for the fine. next half hour. It's, it's not so bad at all. And it, it does encourage you to get a better ending, but it's not like, oh, you messed up, you fool. No, it's not like yeah. that at all. So, no, it's Which fine. is pretty rare for games, in my opinion, whenever they all offer alternate endings. A lot of them, especially in adventure games, it's, oh, you didn't do this. Mm-hmm. You goofed up, go, yeah. you know, like, you forgot no. this item or whatever. No, it's because like, uh, every ending celebrates the fact that you're out at all. So it's always, you know, you're always back with Karen and you're always like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. And it's just that, oh, what happened to the others? Yeah, they're not out. Okay. But it's still fine. So. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, the first ending, is that the first ending where you kill Sentius? It's one ending. Oh, you don't know? I, 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 know, you, you, you I know. I assume it was possible because you get the bow and you can yeah. just kill him, I guess. And since he's the one yeah, who yeah, yeah. initiated can... the time loop, that must must be one ending. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's the first ending. And then the second and the third ending are both saving Scintilla. Uh, and it's just that if you just save Scintilla, that's the second ending. And if you first tell Galerius, like, oh, I'm gonna set her free, gather some people, then that's the third ending, where you gather more people and save more people. Um, but killing Sentius, I mean, if you if you, if you think back at the start, where you pick the soldier and you have the gun, you could just ran, run out of the gate and kill him, you, like shoot him. So, that's that's a fun <laughs> speedrunny way to get to ending one. But I guess you're not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> I kind of want to do that now. I, huh? Does it just like it causes the time loop to never happen? Yeah, he's, like, yeah. he's the one who always out. runs back that... to the place where you start and opens the portal well, right. for you. So it just stops the portal from ever happening. I yeah. Guess. Okay. So I would encourage people to do that, but I guess you're not. <laughs> you're not like that, maybe. Eh. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, well, I feel like once I get, this has always been a thing for me, where like once I get the ending, like it's, unless they're like very, it's hard for me to mm-hmm. go back and get other endings unless like I clearly got like the bad ending and need to like go do more stuff to get the good one. Once I get one that's like good or good enough, I'm a lot of times I'm just yeah. like, okay. I have just, mm. totally have the same. And also, when I replay the game like ten years later, or even a game where it's not so so black and white, um, I just do the exact same things again. So when I, when I replay Mass Effect, <laughs> I always go for the um, for the what's it called? Um, yeah, the yeah, good yeah. versus evil. I always stuff. go for the pa- para- Paragon. Paragon I, I always go I the Paragon route, and I I cannot bear making people or maybe making good characters sad and it's i just kind of do it so i keep up ending playing the exact same game i did before 
I'm I'm the same way again as I was in the Forgotten City. So I'll just play Mass Effect and do whatever, and then I'll do a Paragon run, and then I'll do a, what's it called, the evil one, Renegade run, and yeah, I just want to see all the content. So I just want to see what's in there, you know. I want to see what they made. I want to see all the different cutscenes. I want to see hear all the dialogue. It's just yeah, I don't know. I'm. I, I mean, I wouldn't do that on my first run. I'm not a maniac. I'm not like, yeah, I'm not going for renegade answers right out of the gates. But yeah, uh, after I've done a whole Paragon run, why not do a full renegade run and see what's up with that? Nah, so, I, I don't know. I think I just get too maybe yeah, I get too emotionally I, attached to the game. I was like, oh, I can't. Make yeah, this those, those pixels don't deserve that. <laughs> it's not a person. It's just dialogue on a disc. It's just they are yeah, to me. You're, you know what? You're, you're lacking. You're lacking immersion. That's the problem. <laughs> I I do get that on my first playthrough, but once I'm through, then I just want to see what more is there to do. And I don't know. Oh no, I I totally get it. I, it's just not a thing. It's, it's just <laughs> I process it differently. That's all. Oh well. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. I mean, that's an interesting different perspective so yeah and i don't think one's better it's not like i i I think it makes a lot of sense to want to see everything in a game for sure i think also it's partially influenced by having a big games backlog for me where i'm like i gotta jump to the next thing ah ticked it off (laughs) to the next yeah (laughs) maybe a little bit and that's not really a thing i'm super happy about but yeah oh well all right all right (laughs) So is that all that we have to say about the Forgotten City then? Yeah, I think, think so. I think people all should right. buy it and play it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a good game. All right, cool. And then, yeah, join us for Realms of the Haunting Month. That's what we just started. It's a DOS game from 97. Mm-hmm. It's a weird horror adventure game, first-person shooter hybrid that was originally going to be our game for October until Monkey <laughs> Island bumped it. <laughs> um, so then we're doing it in November. Um, all right. Yeah. And come join us. Uh, we'll put a link to the discord. Thanks for joining me. Thank you yeah, for hosting thanks. us, Michael. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.